Hello, 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 beautiful souls. Welcome to Spiritual Musings of an Awakened Mind. I am your host, Corey, aka Spiritual Muse. Welcome back as we travel across the realms, dimensions, and timelines of the spiritual universe. Today's episode is in the beginning. Yes, this is an episode kind of talking about my journey and the road that I took to get where I'm at today. So we're going to travel back. I'm going to share some stories with you guys and hopefully give you some advice and guidance and make you feel just a little bit more normal. Because when you're on a spiritual journey, things can get a little bit weird sometimes. (laughs) So we're going to travel back to my childhood right now. And I'm going to share a story that my mom frequently shared with me before she passed in 2013. And it's a story that always really sticks out at me and really gets people to be like, wow, okay, yeah, you really, you really are gifted. You really have always been um, connected. So when I was about the age of four or five, I was sitting on the floor in the family room and watching cartoons. And my mom is standing on the stairway. She's holding my little brother and she's kind of freaking out in her mind a little bit because she's got somebody coming to the house. She needs to watch my brother, but she also wants to take a shower because let's be honest, if you've got somebody coming to the house, you probably want to be clean and smell good. So (laughs) she's in her mind frantically trying to decide how she should approach this scenario. And I turned and I looked at her and I said, don't worry, I'll watch and said my brother's name. And she just kind of always was in shock that I was able to just read her mind in that moment and know that somebody needed to kind of take care of my brother. And well, yes, I'm very little and it's not like she left the house. but It was like, hey. I can keep my eyes on him and I can watch cartoons at the same time. See, I am a multitasker, always have been and always will be. Uh, And this is just one of those very sweet stories that she would share and it would always just kind of get me thinking. And while I was a little bit too young to remember it actually happening, in my mind's eye, I can always kind of go back and feel like I'm in the room and experiencing it almost like I'm, I'm a third person viewing the whole scene as it happened. Now I've had other moments as a child where I have just felt things very strongly or I've had weird experiences. So I'm going to share a couple more childhood stories with you guys and talk a little bit about some of the things that I have done as I've grown up. And then we'll eventually get to kind of the meat and potatoes, so to speak, the main time that really like catapulted me forward and really got me focusing on my spiritual journey. So I need to start by telling you guys that I was raised Catholic and when you're raised Catholic, you know, you see the world a little bit differently from not necessarily a spiritual perspective, but more of like good versus evil. Are you doing things the right way? You know, because you got to make sure you don't eat meat on Fridays during Lent and you got to make sure that you're confessing your sins and all that other stuff that goes along with being a Catholic. And so I was not always a good Catholic, but um, that's a story for another time. But I've had some experiences growing up 
that made me see things very differently from, you know, a Catholic perspective versus, say, a spiritual perspective. So there was a night one night when I was little. I don't exactly remember how old I was. I want to venture to guess maybe around the age of 10, but I don't remember exactly. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I had a lamp on my nightstand table. And I remember waking up and seeing this shadowy figure sitting on the lamp. And uh, since I was raised Catholic, I thought it was a little demon staring at me. And it could have been just a negative entity. I don't know what it was. You know, it's the middle of the night. I'm scared. It's sitting on my lamp. So I can't exactly reach up to turn the lamp on. And I am clear across the room from the light switch on the wall. So I am, there's a little thing sitting on my lamp. I am certainly not going to get out of bed and walk barefoot across my floor to go turn the lights on in the room. So I laid in bed a little bit freaked out moved as far away to the other side of the bed as I could and did my best to try to fall back asleep that night. It was a, it was a scary experience. Uh, and I had another experience and I almost want to say it was the same night, but my mind escapes me where in my room, I had two windows that were like side by side with each other and just over a chair rail. So I had, if anybody remembers that dot matrix paper that you used to rip the sides off of, there was like enough space to have like a banner that was printed off of the dot matrix paper. I know this because I had actually made a banner <laughs> to go under the window at one point. And there was about that much space between the chair rail and the window. So they're, they're a little up high. And I remember looking at the windows and like watching this whole scene that was clearly not going on outside. So these windows are high enough where I'm not necessarily seeing down to say the neighbor's house because my windows faced a hill, but it was more of like seeing some of the trees in the distance and seeing the moonlight stream in. But I'm watching this scene and I do need to preface this by saying I was a blockhead back in the day. And if you were a fan of the new kids on the block and you were also a blockhead, um, shout out to my blockheads out there. Uh, so yeah, I was a big fan and I'm watching this scene and I'm seeing Donnie Wahlberg and Donnie is literally being walked off, arrested. Um, it was such a weird experience. And it's like, I'm watching him get arrested in the window of my bedroom and Keep in mind, guys, that this was back in the late 80s, early 90s. So when I'm watching all of this go down, there's no internet. This was back during the time when you had to wait for Entertainment Tonight to talk about this, or you had to wait for People Magazine to come out the next week. So you didn't know what was truly going on with the celebrities until well after the fact. And I just remember watching the scene of him getting arrested. And then I remember there being something in People Magazine the following week about the incident. And it was like, whoa, I had a vision of this as it was probably happening. And it, it was just so weird and mind-blowing to have been seeing this and then finding out that it really did happen. So it was one of those moments uh, that really kind of freaked me out, 
But at the same time, it was like, okay, I, I can't explain this. Uh, it's just something that that happened. And now, of course, looking back, since I've been on my spiritual journey for a while, I see things very differently. So, <laughs> so yeah, just one of those crazy moments in time where it was like I was predicting the future or having this deja vu type moment of seeing something that happened. And I've had prophetic dreams in the past. I don't know if anybody else has had these dreams where it's like, it might be something major. It might be something as monotonous as a day at work. But then when that event happens or that day comes and you're like, I feel like I've been here before. I've had this deja vu moment where I know I've had this conversation and it's a little creepy, a little weird, but really cool at the same time. And yeah, I've had plenty of those. Uh, but I think all of us at some point have dreams that just like really stick out to you. It's like, what was the theme of this? Who came to visit me? You know, because a lot of times our loved ones will come and visit us when we're in the dream state. That's one of the ways that they like to say hi and, you know, interact with you. And sometimes if it it's just right. It's almost like they're not ever gone. Like they're just visiting and hanging out with you. Like it's just a, a regular old day and they're still very much alive and around and kicking, which is, which is always fun. So yeah, I've had some really crazy dreams like that. I remember back in, oh geez, I think this was my early twenties. This was around the time just before one of my grandparents passed, my grandmother and I had this dream where I was seeing these like demon like creatures, just these big um, opposing creature things. And they were like trying to hold me down and like overtake me. And it was scary. It was like these nightmares I was having. And I could have no explanation for these nightmares other than the fact that uh, some demon was trying to attack me because remember I was raised Catholic so I see everything as like good versus evil not positive versus negative or um, from a different type of perspective I have to go off of what I was taught and what I've learned and I would start having these moments of sleep paralysis and if anybody has dealt with sleep paralysis you know it's a very scary experience uh, and really what it is, is just, it's almost like you're waking up in the middle of a dream and you're like, you can tell what's going on. And in all actuality, you're, you're really lucid dreaming at this point, but you just don't recognize it for that. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can't move because I'm paralyzed. And there's these demon looking things coming for me. And it was these horrible nightmares. And I just remember like barely being able to move my finger. And I would take my finger and I would try to do the sign of the cross. Because I thought, if I do the sign of the cross, you're going to go away. Because that's my little, that's my Catholic way of protecting myself is to do the sign of the cross. So you know I'm holy. And you can't touch me because God's got my back. Uh, very, very different from how I see things now. But I just, I have to preface this. This is, this is an important story. So I'm having these crazy dreams. And then one night, I'm just setting the intentions that I'm going to be protected this night. Like someone's going to watch over me. And so here I am, I'm half asleep. And that paralysis comes over me. And I'm seeing these demons come in on one side of my field of vision. 
And as I'm just like, oh, please, not again, not again. Because mind you, this is like the third or fourth time that this has happened. And all of a sudden, this angel comes in, swooping in on the other side with all these clouds behind it and just chases these demon things away. And it was just like, I don't know what happened, but I was protected from something. And it's just one of those things that have always kind of stood out at me. And obviously, I can speak to it from a very different perspective now. But in that moment, it was kind of scary. You know, it's like, what just happened? What is protecting me? Um, So yeah, I just wanted to share those stories with you guys. Because if you've ever had weird, crazy experiences like that, and you just can't chalk them up to anything, just know that you're not alone. Um, I've had those experiences. Many others have had those experiences. And it just helps to kind of shape who you are today. Now, as I grew up, I frequently would have moments where we would maybe play with a Ouija board at a slumber party. I had a friend bring one once to one of my uh, parties when I was growing up. And when I grew up, we had a mostly finished basement. Uh, We had one room that was carpeted and I remember my parents getting a new mattress. So they put the old mattress in the basement and we used to jump on the mattress and we would just have fun. And like one half of the basement was kind of finished, was like this TV room area. And then we had the other half, which was like our playroom. And so I used to go down there all the time and I would dance in the basement or I'd play with my friends and I had my little Barbies set up down there and whatnot. And so, yeah, we had this slumber party. My friend brought a Ouija board. And so we were like rubbing it on different parts of the carpet in the basement (laughs) and all sitting around and trying to see who was going to come through. And I don't remember who we were speaking to, but we always were like, oh my God, these are people that were dead. They're buried underneath where the house is. And it was just one of those moments that, that stood out to me and, Back in high school, I bought some tarot cards for uh, reference. It was the Rider Weight deck for those of you who are tarot aficionados. And yeah, I used to try to give readings to my friends and I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, I'm just having fun. And I never really fully learned the ins and outs of tarot. So I don't currently read tarot for clients, but I will sometimes pull cards for myself. So, so yeah, I play with the Rider Weight deck. I played with the Ouija board growing up in junior high and you know I've always had these like various spiritual experiences in different parts of my life until we get to July of 2017 and that is when I truly encompassed and became you know the person that that was really going on this spiritual path and like like really affirming it for myself so In July of 2017, I was living in the Dallas, Texas area, and I found this thing online one day called Aura Photography, and I was like, oh, that is so cool. I would absolutely love to know what colors and in my aura. This just sounds like the most coolest thing I want to know. What colors do I have? Because I can feel like I have certain colors, but I want to verify this stuff. So I found a metaphysical shop town over from me and I went in there and I was like yeah I'd like to get my aura photo taken and I'm just kind of like shyly 
like not really sure what to do and they're like oh yeah sure uh so yeah I go and I pay and she goes and sits me down and she's like well if there's anybody that you want to come join you in the picture you know ask them to come and be with you and I'm just like okay well this sounds cool like sure if anybody wants to come and hang out be my photo come and stand behind me it's cool and if you haven't had your aura photo taken before there are these metal plates that you put your hands on. No, it does not hurt. You're not shocked or anything crazy like that. But you put your hands on these metal plates and you take a moment and maybe you call in your spirit guides or your angels or whoever you like to connect with. So I'm like, okay, whoever is working with me that wants to be in the photo, come and stand in the photo with me. So she takes my photo and then we have to wait for it to process. And aura photography is a kind of like when you have a Polaroid photo you have to wait for the film to develop on this picture so I kind of walked around the store looked around dug through some of the crystals decided to buy myself some crystals and just kind of you know check things out and she's like oh your photo's ready and I walked up to the counter and she's sitting here pointing things out to me and in my very first aura photo I had a lot of purple and I had some green around the outsides so those were like my primary colors that showed up and she's like do you know that you have a lot of psychic energy around you and I was like huh like I'm not psychic what's she talking about like I would love to go and get a reading but I'm not I'm not a psychic uh, so yeah I'm kind of like doubting my abilities in this moment but this photo is telling me that I'm psychic and she goes yeah the green is very healing and you've got 10 guides with you I'm like 10 what huh and so she's pointing out all these little circles in the background and it's almost like we're sitting here standing having a family portrait and there's all these little orbs behind me that are representing my guides and so I always have fond memories of having this photo taken and it's what really spurred me on in my journey. So she's sitting here telling me I have psychic energy. She's telling me about my guides and I walked out thinking this was the coolest thing. And that just kind of made me say, you know what, maybe I should take some classes. Maybe I should explore this and see where this leads me. So I did. I started to take psychic development class that they would have at the shop uh, twice a month took me a while to get to class because my job at the time had me working weekends occasionally and so my weekends working would line up with class and so I was getting frustrated because I just wanted to go to this class and then finally was able to go and I met one of my first people that kind of taught me along my journey um, and that was my instructor her name was Jamie she graduated from the Arthur Findlay School. So if anybody is uh, a spiritual person, you know that that is a very well-respected institution um, out in England. And she has taken classes there. And so it made me be like, yeah, no, my teacher knows a thing or two. So I would start going to class. We would try doing readings with different card decks. And we would try different ways to read energy. I remember one class that we did. We had these bowls of water. And the person doing the reading would go and stand outside the room. And then the person who was getting read would stick their hand in this bowl of water. And then we would come back in and we would stick our hand in the bowl of water and we would read the energy. Very much frowned upon um, during the, the plague times. We'll just say the plague times um, that have followed since that class. But it was, it was fun. And we would pick up different things and then... Uh, as class progressed and more and more people started to tune in, there was one point where somebody had left such a strong energetic imprint in the bowl 
that somebody was reading somebody who had already been read. So it was, but it was fun. We had fun during class. Uh, it kind of spurred me on to take other classes. And so I started this whole journey of like learning and growing and really figuring out who I was. And so as I started to find other teachers and other mentors and people to work with, you know, it kind of shaped who I became and I took the bits and pieces that really resonated with me and I used them to help myself. And I'm just going to tell you guys right now, some of the stuff that you get told, it might not resonate with you and just take it for what it is. Take what resonates, leave what doesn't. That's one of the biggest things when you're on a spiritual journey is you have to keep in mind that you should connect with what resonates with you because there's many different forms of connecting to spirituality and connecting to the various um, spirits and, and guides that want to work with us. And what, what works for one person might not work for you. You know, uh, everybody has different practices and you have to practice what resonates and speaks to you because there's many different soul families and different people that you can connect with on the other side. So always make a note of that because I know I've had moments where I've been super excited about working with someone and I get into class and I'm like, yes, this is going to be amazing. And I have this amazing experience. And then maybe I decide to take another class with this person and it's like, oh, you get disappointed because it's not that feeling isn't there again, that excitement isn't there because you realize, oh, well, they've pretty much, they're kind of a one trick pony, so to speak. It's like they pull out all the same bag of tricks over again. They don't change things up. They're not really teaching you something new. It's just like they have this one thing that they focus on and they just kind of repackage it as something else. But in reality, it's not. So just make sure that you, when you are looking for mentors and people to connect with, that they resonate and speak to you. And sometimes you're going to take classes and you're going to be like, ah, why did I spend money on this? So that is why I personally have a motto of not, you know, investing too much in something unless I really feel that it's going to be for my highest and greatest good. So when I take classes, I try to limit how much I'm spending per class, depending on what it is that I'm learning, because, you know, it's an investment in yourself. And when you're on a budget, you have to kind of work around that. So just make your spiritual journey work for you and make sure that you are truly investing in things that are going to help you elevate yourself and help you feel better about you and where you're going. And I've had a crazy journey. I've had some really great mentors and teachers. Um, one teacher that I frequently mention is uh, my now friend, uh, Neil. And I used to go to his class. He had this class called um, multidimensional healing. And he was a Reiki master and he was a reader and he would put the people in this class on a massage table and he would feel out your energy and clear and remove things that needed to be cleared. And he would read you while you were on this table. And so I really enjoyed going to his class because he had all these crazy stories. He's been abducted by aliens. He's got all these like shamanic guides that come in and he has all these instruments and he bangs on drums and just makes all these weird grunting noises. It's just like sometimes he sounds like a caveman. 
Uh, but it's just like he transforms and I don't know what he's channeling or connecting to in the spiritual realm, but he brings these people through and it's just like, it's such an immersive experience with him. And, and, and then there's other teachers that I've connected with, um, like uh, my teacher, Seon. He is a reader uh, based out in Sedona. He channels an entity known as Malachite and he travels around the United States. He doesn't actually read in Sedona. He just travels around the U.S. and does classes and does readings. And he, at times, has done a class with my friend Neil. And it's so funny to watch the two of them work together because Seon is making all these weird robotic, you know, space type noises, beep, bop, boop, beep, beep and tuning into these different frequencies and here we've got you know this grunting caveman thing going on from neil so it's like i'm laying on the table uh during one of these classes because i'm like oh this my two instructors coming together like yes please sign me up and so i'm laying on the table and here i got neil on one side of me doing his little grunty caveman thing i got Sam on the other one doing these tones and these frequencies and sounding like a spaceman tuning in his little you know dials on his spaceship and i'm can't help but laugh and I'm trying so hard not to laugh because I know these two men are very seriously working and they're doing what they need to do right now to cleanse my energy but I can't help but laugh because they're complete polar opposites from each other it is like Fred Flintstone and George Jetson are both working together at the same time and it just I can't help but laugh so yeah, I sat up from the table that day and I'm like, it was like a spaceman and a caveman came together and they both are just laughing at me like, okay, yeah, they could see it. They could totally see it. So yeah, guys, this journey should be fun. It should be enjoyable. I'm sitting here sharing all these stories with you and I'm hoping that you're enjoying listening to all of this, but you have to make sure that you enjoy yourself and you just kind of take each day as it comes. I've had so many crazy experiences and I definitely want to delve more into these for you. Uh, one of my crazy experiences, I will just share one more story with you and then we'll just kind of wrap things up because I don't want to make this podcast too terribly long for you. I want you to be able to take all of this in and listen and absorb, but uh, also not feel like I'm dragging on and on and I'm not entertaining you at the same time. So in November of 2017, I had come home from work. I was talking with a friend. We were video chatting on Messenger and I felt this presence in my room. And I'm like, fairly new on my spiritual journey because as I told you I started in July and I'm just kind of like there's a presence in my room someone's here and the friend I happened to be talking to uh, I found out uh, was psychic I did not know she was psychic I didn't know that she did readings so we're chatting and she goes oh my god it's Prince and I'm like what do you mean it's Prince you know Prince had died and I was just like there is no way that Prince is hanging out in my apartment right now. I don't know him. I know of him because I grew up in the great state of Minnesota. He was always part of the background. Why would he come and see me? And I'm sitting in my bed and I close my eyes and I'm seeing him standing in front of me in my third eye. And he says, it's an honor and a privilege to finally meet you. And I sat 
uh, I quickly opened my eyes and I'm just like, had a total Wayne's World moment. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Just flabbergasted. Like, why are you coming and talking with me? And so I'm like, get the nerve up to tune back in. And he's sharing some stuff with me. He's kind of explaining how we're like soulmates, but we're not soulmates. And I'm just like trying to take all of this in. And I'll definitely delve more into my journey with him um, in another episode. Please let me know if you guys want me to go more in depth on that. But it was one of these moments where it was just like, whoa, it was just a very deep moment where I was connecting with someone who I never thought in my life that I would connect with. But that's the great thing about spirituality is you don't truly know who you are in this lifetime until you start going on this journey. And then you find out things about yourself that you just didn't think were possible. Excuse me. Uh, like the fact that you have spiritual ties and connections to Prince or that maybe you were a queen in another lifetime, or maybe you've, you know, slayed dragons or are done all of these really cool things. And it's just like, as you go on this journey and you kind of learn and grow and find out about yourself and who you are on a soul level, it like makes you realize what a badass you are. So if you ever feel like you're nothing and you're nobody and people just act like you're replaceable or you're just nothing special, just remember when you start to really explore who you've been in the past and who you are on on a spiritual realm level, you're probably much more of a badass than you realize And I would welcome everybody to start to explore who they are as a soul because it will open your eyes. And for those of you who are shy and quiet and reserved, it will really help you to kind of break free from that shell and be like, "Uh, yeah, I was a queen in the fairy realm and you need to respect and honor who I am. And I did great things and I've I've had many great past lifetimes. I was an oracle in Delphi, Greece. I would channel messages from Apollo to the masses. And I would sit on a three-legged stool. I would hold a bowl of spring water in one hand and a bunch of laurel leaves or bay leaves in the other. And prior to doing this, I would uh, take uh, oleander flower, which has now been proven to be toxic in high doses, but I would take oleander flower and it would help me to tune in and connect. And I would channel these messages from Apollo and the Greek gods. And it wasn't for everybody. This was only for, you know, the very high up there, very wealthy people. And to be an oracle, you were a chosen one. You were very special. And I remember going and seeing this lifetime and walking down the street and people just aghast like I was a celebrity and I'm just like I am not a celebrity and just to see everybody looking at me like I was the best thing ever and they just got to meet like their favorite person that they worship and adore it was just it was a very humbling experience it was very like oh hold up like I've been something really big and really powerful and really important And you guys need to remember that just because in this lifetime, 
you think that you're nothing special. You're special in other places and other time frames, and and you're still special to yourself. And this is all become a framework for who you are and who you are becoming. So always remember to to take some time to really take a look at who you are um, on a soul level. And we can definitely talk about these things in a future episode where we can delve more into past lifetimes and different ways to connect with those and how you can access them and call it the Akashic Records, which is basically a library of all your various lifetimes and how you can go back and see who you were. And, and sometimes we've had, you know, contact with people that we consider a celebrity in this lifetime, but they were nothing special back then. Uh, I did a past life reading once for a lady. I'm just said I was not going to share any more stories, but I'm, I'm going to share another one. So I did this reading for this woman one time and we went back to some point in the 1800s, think the times of Louisa May Alcott's Little Women. And I'm reading for this woman and I'm being shown this lady, but she has the face of Leonard Nimoy. And if you don't know who Leonard Nimoy is, he played Spock on Star Trek. So I'm seeing this woman dressed in 1800s garb, aka the time frame of the little women. And it's got Leonard Nimoy's face. And I'm just like, so perplexed right now. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I come to find out that Leonard Nimoy was a friend of hers in that lifetime. And she hung out with him. Obviously, he wasn't Leonard Nimoy then. He wasn't known as Spock. He wasn't, you know, the celebrity or the well-respected, you know, actor he was today. But yeah, it's just like, just keep in mind, guys, we are all truly equal. And we've all taken turns being people in power and having prestige versus having a more um, humble or sometimes even poor or barely getting by existence. And all of these experiences that we have help to shape us to who we are and who we are becoming. And every day is an opportunity to kind of learn and grow. And we all just come here and have these different experiences so that we can teach each other and share our knowledge. And it helps just to shape who you are today. And this has been a very crazy and chaotic journey. It's a lot of ups and downs. It's sometimes dealing with shadow work where you're looking at the darker aspects of self and there's a lot of healing involved. And it's a messy process sometimes. Spirituality is not all love and light. And anybody who tells you that can go and pound sand because it's not. It is not all love and light. There is darkness because just as there is light, there is dark. And this whole journey is about finding balance between the light and the dark. It's like the yin-yang symbol. You have to balance the dark with the light. And when, as my friend Neil puts it, you dive down the rabbit hole and you start to see all these things, you eventually get to a point where you're sitting at the, at the table with the Mad Hatter and the hair. And you're just sipping tea and you're thinking nothing of it because it's like, huh, Nope, I've done my shadow work. I've seen some things. And you know what? Now I'm going to just chill because now I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am and I'm comfortable with who I'm hanging out with. So yeah, it's been a wild ride, guys. Uh, this is uh, 
become much longer than I anticipated, but I do hope that you've enjoyed hearing all of my stories and having me talk about my journey and some of the things that I have gone through. I definitely look forward to sharing next week's episode with you where we're going to delve in to releasing your inner goddess and kind of recognizing your value and your worth. And I'm really, really excited to share that with you because I have a a whole motto that I tell my clients and that's that you're the God or goddess of your universe. So we're going to delve into that next week. So I'm going to leave you with that cliffhanger. And then that, on that note, I do want to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen and connect with me today. I do hope that you have found this entertaining, that you have maybe learned or grown from my stories and my experiences. And I'm very, very much looking forward to connecting with you guys again soon. Please safe travels and journeys uh, as you go and explore the spiritual realms. And I will look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a absolutely wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is where you're at.